podcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> what are you? What is this? The Matthew McConaughey show now? <laughs> all right. That was dumb. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's start over. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, welcome back to the show, everybody, all you little Jackster fans out there. Uh, it's good to be. It's gonna be back in the routine of recording the show again, man. I. It, it's funny because like we took like what was like three or four weeks off, and then we just recorded last week. I'm like, man, it's time to record again already. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It seemed, like really snuck up fast. And I, I'm still not like time is still kind of like a mystery right now, especially coming out of you know December when yeah. I had some time off of work, and I've only had this first. I've only had this first week. Uh, sorry, second week. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see how weird everything is right now? I'm in the second week of work of this month, and I thought it was the first week of work. There you go. Yeah, just messes with your head. You'll get back into the swing of it. Well, and I I also have been. I've had a day off, continued to have a day off here or there because I'm not at work today because I was off yesterday and today because I went to the Penguin game, the Pittsburgh Penguin game last night. Yeah. It was a really good game. It was super, like, super electric because the Penguins, you know, know, being, yeah, yeah, they were down three to one at one point and managed to score within the last 30 seconds of the game to tie it up 3-3 to send it into overtime, which is awesome because in the NHL... If you can still get a point. Yeah, exactly. So if you're down three one, you manage to tie it up and get a point. That that's a win. You know, you know, I, I consider that a win. Like you Mentally still got a point. for the team. It's like you still got something out of it, right? It wasn't it wasn't a failure because in the you 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 get two points for a win in the NHL. Yeah, and you get one point for for a tie by the end of regulation. And when you're down three, like you said, you're down three one, and you still squeeze a point out of that game. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, they did good. It was a good game. It was exciting to watch. And and I still being though I am not the biggest fan of, of like, just like just going to sporting events, Mm -hmm. except with the exception, like any NHL, I always make an exception because I think there's just something electric about a hockey game. There is like Steelers, Steeler games. I can like take them or leave it. Pittsburgh pirate games. I can take it or leave it. But I tell you what, being there for a tie game in the last 30 seconds is just, it's just great. Honestly, it's just, it's just great. Yeah. There's something, there's something to be said about that because I feel the same way. Like maybe it's just because I'm a big hockey fan as well. You know, we both play hockey and you know, we can enjoy the game as it is. But when you, like you said, when you go to a baseball game or a football game, I don't know, like it's, it's not as exciting to me. Like, it's there's such like a disconnect because like when you watch it on TV, you got the announcer, you know, talking and you got, you know, stats and this and that, and their thoughts on, you know, that play. And it's just, you're just kind of watching it. It's like, it's like watching a movie on mute. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I get, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't love it in that way, but like I said, with hockey, I can, I can just watch the heck out of a live game. It's great. Yeah. There's something about being surrounded by all the people. And and the reaction when the, that that tying goal goes in, you know, mm. it's just it's just fantastic. Yeah, that was huge. What are we doing this episode? Well, mm. we're we're in the second week 
of our four-week rotation, and we did make a small adjustment uh, to the schedule already. We're not mm-hmm. repeating something that we did last week. Uh, in week two, we do a Gen X, you know, Gen X feature or Gen X topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing weird news. Classic. And our our third pillar for the episode is some sort of some sort of you know I don't I just want to say it's a list right because we're I'm gonna we're gonna put a little bit more into it than that but our our general topic for week two in the in the third you know, as they used to say on Car Talk on uh, uh, you know on NPR in the third half of the show uh-huh. will be will be a list of some sort and some various you know some uh, some type of ranking or some type of 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 thing yeah I'm, I'm really excited through. about mine. <laughs> So you've got one. Mine's mine's gonna be more like like business related. What's is yours? Is yours not like that? What's nope. yours like? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> awesome, awesome, good. So we're just coming at this from two different angles. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know mine is not something that you're gonna take serious. <laughs> this is gonna be. I, I'm that's, already that's a tease. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already regretting this. <laughs> So there you go. All right. So uh, before we jump into what was our first bit again, the uh, Gen X subject. Gen, Gen yeah, X the thing. first first pillar for the week is the Gen X topic. Yeah. So before we jump into that, Joe, I do want to say one thing. Remember last week I talked about the Goonies thing. That's that's your one thing. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, this week is also <laughs> I also have something movie related as well. Okay. Um, I was watching a movie recently. It was oh God, what was it? Uh, oh, it was actually uh, uh, Uncharted. We, I mentioned that movie last last episode for some reason, but okay, uh, I was watching Uncharted, and it kind of made me realize that a lot of these like treasure hunting movies that uh, they all kind of follow the same sort of formula, which is like you know find clue A that leads you to clue right. B, right? So on and so forth until you find the treasure. Uh, that's how a lot of them work, and they're rather and it's all, complex. It's it's always based on something that nobody else believed, but one person was they dedicated their life to figuring out yeah yeah no one could put the pieces of the puzzle together right yeah. until now that's not even the problem i have okay the problem i have is is the reveal like when you fi- like when they finally figure out all these complicated clues and puzzles and mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that to get to where the treasure is the issue i have is when they get there how the hell has no one accidentally found it? Oh, right. Yeah, it's always like in a building or a cave somewhere. Something stupid. Like- yeah, like that was it. Like in, in in Uncharted, if you've seen the movie, you'll understand. But uh, so he had to like undo these like pieces of this cross thing, and then mm-hmm. and then put the points on this map, put the tips of the arms of the cross together, and then lay them down to where it it pointed on this map where the treasure was. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the issue was when he got there, it was this big, like open mouth cave in the side of this hill on the, from, on the ocean. He, he just drove his boat into it. All right. Oh, geez. Drove his boat in and then looked and saw like this, like light, this uh, luminance coming from under the water against the, the cave's edge. And he dove into the water on, into that little uh, light yeah. source hole, popped out the other side and found the treasure. <laughs> and right. And this is something like, especially if it's as big as you say, like other people would have already been in there just by pure curiosity. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like no one just found it by accident. And in that specific movie too, it, it was like, uh, there were these two giant boats that housed the treasure. Uh, they were in this cave and above the boats 
was a gigantic hole in the roof of the cave. Okay. No one just walked by. <laughs> and like and looked down and was looked, like, like, hey, there's two boats right there. <laughs> like it was, it was it was just a terrible ending for me. And the other one too, I'll, I'll name one more because I can name a bunch. Yeah. Uh, was the like, I think it was from like 2000 or 2001. Uh, Fool's Gold with uh, Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Mm, okay. They went through this this huge thing to find this uh, this hidden treasure. And they uh, when they found it, it was in in a blowhole. The same thing, man. Like, they just, they had to swim into it and found the treasure. Like, no one accidentally found it. Just, it just bothers me, man. Like, I, I, as writers, they have to get it more creative. It, a movie that did was National Treasure. That would have been much harder to stumble across. National treasures, if I remember correctly, all of like the the treasure or the the object that they were looking for was always it usually was embedded. If I remember correctly, like some of it was like cemented into a wall or hidden in a secret chamber that you would not have known was there, right? If you just were in the church or the building or the whatever it was that they were in at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nas- like, they, <laughs> they did a better treasure. job. Yeah. Yeah, they did a better job, but I also have my own beef with National Treasure, and I don't know how they did it in uh, in some of these other treasure hunting movies. I just figured it out meme to, like, another level. You know what I mean? Like, they have, like, they're looking at the clues and stuff, and they're like, well, wait a minute. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. These are prime numbers, and prime numbers signify Wednesday. Now, Wednesday is the... It was the fourth day of the week, right? Sunday, Monday, yeah. Tuesday. It was the fourth day they of the week. Four. 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 four, meaning fourth president in the United States. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah they, they, yeah, they start just piecing this all together like it just came to them. Like, no, yeah. come on, man, come on. All right, fourth, and he was a Mason, and the Mason, oh, and then, and then it's like, so it's actually, the address is actually 412 East <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Oh, my God, right? That's where the treasure's at, Yeah. <laughs> It's just you're describing Nicolas Cage's character to a T in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, (laughs) I can't do it. That actually wasn't bad. No, but that's the thing is, and and they're not the only ones guilty. And yes, I actually do enjoy those movies. I I will defend them more than I will make fun of them. But still, all those movies suffer from a very similar like. What if what if, what's the I don't know what the right word is like when you just figure something out that you really had no plausible reason of, or, or ability to figure out. I don't know what the word is either, but it's uh it it's absurd that they could even come up with that on the spot. It's, it's like a ba- it's basically one miracle of thought after another. Yeah. Right until you're like, oh, that was the address the whole time. You know, it's just yeah, you know how it goes. The, yeah, the, we'll get off the subject, but there was one scene where he was. The, the clue was something he's like he's like it was it was firm it was iron it was it was uh uh no he's like it was it was resolved it was and then he starts going in this whole thing he's like it was resolution oh, and, oh no yeah, yeah i know what he's talking about yeah and that's when they uh and he's like it was a bunch of people uh, uh in a room signing a document uh resolving uh an issue with the united states he's like He's it like, was it's on the, the back. Resolute, yeah, yeah, the resolute desk or on the back of the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right, especially in the resolute desk part too. Oh, yeah, like it, it goes from like what it was like it was goes from like iron to the resolute desk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So all right, 
let's let's get into the show. I'm sorry, I, I definitely uh, spun us off there. <laughs> hey, it's okay. We'll all do right. it. We'll do it again sometime. I'm um, sure. Yeah. So, right, what do you find uh, for our Gen Xy topic thing? What do you find? So for for the Gen X topic this week, I went scouring the internet for a good topic, and I actually stumbled upon this lighthearted but somewhat interesting and I think introspective um, topic mm -hmm. uh, on Reddit about life in your like 40s and 50s. Okay. And I got so and I got to reading it. You know, you know how these Reddit threads go, right? It's always like it's always like you know, you know, a hundred people commenting on something, but always, there's always like these like nuggets of truth or information or just funny things that people say. And that stuff generally tends to rise to the top. So what I was going to do for the Gen X top today was I was going to go through a couple of these things that have risen to the top in this Reddit thread and just kind of discuss them, throw them out there as the way life has, because anybody who's Gen X now, and you and I are obviously the very, 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 very last year of Gen X, yeah. but we're pretty much still in the thick of what the reality of being in that generation is, especially if you are in your 40s or 50s now, which is prime Generation X. We, you know, we used to be the generation that was like, I don't know what you want to say, like is was in that prime age of like late 20s and you know early 30s, you know, but now it's, you know, life changes a little bit in your 40s or 50s because, you know, the reality of, well, you're basically halfway through your life starts to set in. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this cool? Are you taking us down like a like a morbid path here? No, no, no. Okay, we're not, right. this, isn't, this isn't about like, well, no, we're, we're halfway dead. No. <laughs> all right. Good. No, we're, we're not we're not quite getting there. Yeah. No, I know. I know what you mean, though. Like you really you, you feel infinite when you're in your you know teens and 20s. Uh, but yeah, your you your mortality start kind of starts to set in when you're in your 40s. You know, you start noticing <laughs> Well, let me let me give you this first nugget of wisdom mm -hmm. that, that rose to the top of this thread. So this person, this is actually so. Just in case anyone wants to go find it, it's actually on the. This is better than what it's going to sound like. This is on the Ask Men forum in Reddit. But there's a lot of nuggets of information here that don't really have anything with just being a dude, right? It's uh -huh. more like general. It's more like general, like what is life like now compared to like you know what it used to be. But anyway, okay, it's out there. On what, are they, what are they so, saying? So here we go. So the first thing that kind of rose to the top in this thread is like, you know, what has changed in your life now that you're, you know, basically where you're at in life now. Yeah. And then the, the, the number one was you realize you are way past the point of kidding yourself about anything now. Okay. Do they elaborate? Do you, do you, do you, yeah. Do you follow that a little bit? Like, yeah. So think, think, think about like when you're in your, and you're like, say you're like a twenties or early thirties, you know, oftentimes, and I'm just as guilty as this, uh, of this is that I'm like, that seems like a really fun thing to get into, or I will get that done next week, or I, I have an idea, I'm going to build this thing and have it ready by, by next year, mm -hmm. right? That's, you say that stuff a lot, but like when, in nowadays, like I know I'm much more in tune with when I know I'm going to get something done or if I'm going to be able to accomplish something than I was when I was younger. Yeah, I would say like, that you, yeah, I mean, that just comes down to just not being naive anymore. Right, uh, right. You're just like, that's not, you're like, I am not going to get that built in time. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You you fully understand your capabilities and your limitations when you get older versus, like I said, when you feel invincible, you know, when you're younger and, because you don't, you don't know. Like, uh, like you said, like projects and stuff like that. Yeah. We start a project when I was younger. I'm like, oh, we can do this in a couple of days, you know, get it done. And uh, fast forward, like three weeks later, we're still working on it. So I think it's like a live and learn thing. You know, I always say like, if uh, whatever you, if you're going to start something like that, if you're going to start like, let's build this deck, probably take us a week. I always say yeah. the rule of thumb for me times it by three. 
<laughs> you're right, because you start realizing that. Yeah. Because you're like, the last 5, 10, 15 projects I ever did, I always said a week. It was never a week. No, it's always like three times longer than I expected. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I, like, so that, that just comes down to uh, just, my, I'm, I'm guessing that, you know, like I said, just you, you know your abilities better as you get older. And, and you know what? There's another point to this, too, that I wanted to make, that a lot of folks, when they're, they start to get into their 40s and 50s, the whole idea of, I have time to, say, jumpstart a brand new career, mm -hmm. right? Or I have time to uh, take up this new hobby that, I, like, a, like a serious hobby, like something like, I'll just make this up, like skydiving or something, right? Mm -hmm. You, you start to get a little more realistic if like you can actually make a career change or you can actually take up like a new serious and potentially expensive hobby because you don't have, I mean, literally, just quite literally, you don't have as much time left to do so. Right. So the, the reality of being able to make that decision is like, well, maybe I should pick something a little less expensive or a little less time consuming or maybe pick a, maybe pick a new career that is in, that is in something that I'm already related to because like, getting into welding at this point is probably not realistic for me. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. You, that I, I, is for even time wise, but I think even just commitment wise, like you just don't want to commit yourself to, to putting forth that energy anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 And because you are, and because you do have a lot of other stuff to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, like I can't even like, even if I wanted to that bad, unless you're forced into it, but you know, just, just starting over. You know, which people do. People do because people they have no, they have no other option. That's right. But right. but to do it like a hundred percent willingly, that, that's that's tough because a lot of people would just say, like, no, I'm just gonna stay in my comfy place here and, yep. and that's it. Like I'm not I'm not career changing. Uh but sometimes opportunity knocks and you know you do. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I mean it's never it's never impossible. It's just you have to be more realistic about it. Oh yeah. There's definitely it's not as impulsive as it would have been in your twenties. <laughs> right. Yeah. You definitely weigh it out way more than you would have then. <laughs> I mean, here's an example. When I was in my mid twenties, or actually sorry, technically I should say my later twenties, I think by that point. Yes. I mean, he's been on the show before. My friend Steve and I literally hopped in a car so he could do a career change yeah. at late twenties. Yeah. That is not happening today. No, no, you're not doing that in your 40s. <laughs> At least, right? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Not saying it's impossible, but uh, yeah, you're definitely going to be weighing it out a lot more than you would have. Yep. Been. So, yep. Yeah. Give, give me another one. What else you got? All right. Is, is so here we go. This one. This one is kind of funny. I like this one. This is kind of funny. Ready? So here, he this guy wrote three sentences, and it goes like this: Everything physical is harder. Mm -hmm. Everything mental is easier. And I suddenly care about watering my lawn. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely a thing. Um, yeah, you're. I don't know what what is that like. I mean, I get the physical part of it and the mental part of it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But your your care for like, you know, we, we talked about this before about about standing on your back porch after you mow your grass. Yeah, you know, right. It just kind of goes arms mm -hmm. crossed. Yeah, nodding mm -hmm. your head. You're like, yes, look at that lawn. Like when you're yeah, when you are in your twenties, you really don't care as much about that oh, kind of stuff. So I I was annoyed. It was a burden. I had to do it was it. a burden. Yeah. Yeah, but you, like you never understood like like your parents' perspective on, you know, keeping the grass mode, making it look nice. You're like, whatever, like just mow the grass. Yeah. So you can just go hang out with your friends. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I get it now. <laughs> a lot well, of things this, are this, like hindsight, you know, like you know, re, you get it. Like, you yeah, just, yeah, you do. Like you understand like yeah. the the where your parents were coming from on certain 
topics and things like that. Like, okay. Well, when it comes to like the mental side of this too, like, and it's, it's super interesting because someone, someone who is like younger in this thread poses a question. They say, I don't really get the mental part. Like why, why do mental tasks become quote unquote easier? And I can attest to this, oh, for sure. whether it be at home or at work, like there's so many things now that I do not dedicate any mental time to that I would have when I was like, and like take my job, for instance, you know, I can't go into two super details on it, but are things that come up at work that for that will mentally tax the younger people at work. Like, you know, this is the, this is probably a big deal. Uh, you know, we got to get it done by tomorrow. This is, you know, if we don't spend at least like this amount of time on it, you know, like, you know, and here, and I generally be generally speaking, there's, I don't spend as much time on those things because I've learned and, and I've kind of absorbed, you know, over time, like you kind of get a general understanding of like, what are real problems and emergencies that you have to spend mental time and energy on solving versus like, uh, this seems important now, but I bet by tomorrow it's probably going to blow over and nine times out of 10, you know, I'm right about this kind of stuff, but it's something that you don't really learn until you actually are in that environment for say 20 years. Yeah. I think that also comes down to just experience, life experience. Experience, Yeah. Yeah. You just, you gain so much more understanding and knowledge on, on just things and situations. You know, if, uh, you know, in like, I always, I, I always have to relate to your twenties, you know, or your teens. Yeah. I mean, cause the twenties are like, you're, it's such a whirlwind. Right. Yeah. If someone says like, "Hey, uh, you know, you're in, you, you have your own place in your early twenties, and your hot water tank goes bad," that's going to be devastating. <laughs> you're not going to know yeah. what to do, how to handle it. Uh, you know, you're going to be calling people. You're like, I don't know, like I don't know what to do. Uh, you can't afford to hire somebody. You know, so it, it's a big thing. But then when you get older, like hot water tank goes bad. I'm like, oh, well, I know exactly what to do here. <laughs> I, so I know how to fix it. And that's exactly what a lot of people start to expand on this. They're like, the hot water tank doesn't come up, but something very similar comes up. It's like, you know, uh, this thing broke in my house when I was like in my older 20s. And it was like, how in the world are we ever going to do this? And it was like, now it's like, eh, it'll be done by, you know, we can patch it or I can put all, you know, I, I can fix the hole in the wall or, you know, it's it's just not an emergency anymore. And I think that's probably one of the most like, I guess maybe the best way to put it, I would put it is like, that's one of the more relaxing parts about being like in your forties or, or early fifties is that certain things aren't emergencies anymore. No, no. And they do become less complicated, but I also think it, it kind of comes down to your, like I said, your own personal experience, because like uh, something that may be, you know, relatively easy for me to deal with can still be harder for somebody else because they don't have the experience. Yeah. Uh, like recently my friend, I won't name him because, I mean, he listens to the show, but he'll know. Uh, <laughs> he had to change a light fixture and didn't really understand how to go about it and needed some, you know, guidance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and was super nervous about, you know, making sure the power was out. And, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to walk, you know, I'm walking through it. I'm like, just, I don't know, I'm like, cut, like if you can't find the switch or the breaker, <clears throat> like, I'm like, there's one surefire way to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, there's one big one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he didn't want to do that. And I've done that before. I'm okay with it. Uh, but I'm like, here, I'm like, just go to your breaker box. I'm like, and throw your main. And he's like, which one's that? I'm like, it's the one at the top, <laughs> the big one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, so he just literally turned the whole power off his entire house to change out a, <laughs> a light fixture, which is fine. He was way more comfortable at that moment. But now he knows more than he did when he went into that job. So 
I, I think it's really funny though because one of the tasks a little bit of a tangent here. One of because you know the difference between me and you when it comes to like handyman capabilities is is night and day. You know how to do everything. I know how to do nearly nothing. And I'm not good at even some of the basic stuff. But there's one thing I can do. There is one thing I can do, and it's change a light fixture. I'm not talking just the bulb. I can mm -hmm. actually change like the a ceiling fixture, fan. Whether, yeah, yeah. Whether it's the right because because there is only as I learned. Yeah. As I got older, there's only a certain number of ways those things can be wired in. Yeah. And so you begin to like recognize like, you know, if it's an older house or a newer home, but it's like the one thing I can do. I still can't glue two boards together, but I can change a life fixture. <laughs> yes, I know you can't. <laughs> yes, as, as we as we attested to in a previous show, I cannot glue I cannot glue two boards together. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's do is, is there uh, one right. more good one on there and then we'll move on. I've got a couple more lighter ones here. They're just funny ones. All right. So this is kind of funny. I am much more likely to throw someone out of my house or just leave the party than I was in my 30s. Oh, yeah, and I, dude. <laughs> so it's so true. Oh, I'll gladly leave a party if I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> because I think prior to that, there's so much like you kind of feel like the social pressure to keep the party going, and it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, no. I'm like, I, I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to put forth the effort. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's not worth my mental uh, anguish to to deal with this. I just want to go home. You don't have yeah. You don't have that social pressure to pretend, or or at least or half you know half asset that you're like, oh, we're still having fun. Let's let's crack open another case. You know. Yeah. Or yeah, it's late. It's like you know two o'clock in the morning, and you're like, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I'm I'm done. Yeah. Like we've all been there together. Like and we've all, uh, you know, been up late. And if someone says they're done. At this age, there's no pressure from any of us, but you know, go like, come on, man, like, don't be a, you know, <laughs> it never comes up anymore. No, we're just like, okay, cool, man, like, <laughs> I'll see oh, yeah. you tomorrow. I'll see you guys next week or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I and I appreciate that. Like when when because so, when I'm done, I, I'm I want people to just be okay with it. Yeah, like, yeah, just, and just we be all good. Are, yeah. we are now. We yeah. are now, <laughs> and I will be okay with it if you're done and I'm not. So yeah. yeah. I, and I have another, I have another funny one here because yeah, I, one. I can attest to this one. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you can too. At some point, you know, I realized that my body needs to warm up in the morning, like some ancient car. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Do you have like a morning routine? Like, it's... I mean, I, I think most probably ours are probably relatively similar, you know, not even just me and you, I think just, just people in general. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, wake up, you know, hit the restroom and then, you know, deal with your, you know, whatever contact glass, if you wear them, make some coffee, scroll some, uh, you know, scroll something on your phone. <laughs> my, I, my biggest thing is, and I, and I think you may, may be able to attest to this is that, you know, just years of like, I, 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 I hate to say this, but like years of playing hockey have, have, have essentially it has created a lot of worn out muscles in my legs. And like the hardest thing for me when I get up in the morning is always like, I feel, I literally feel like crooked. I'm like, why am I not straight right now? Right. And it takes forever to get like my, to get my leg muscles to like wake up with the rest of me. It's like above my waist, my whole, my body's like, yeah, we can do this below my waist. My legs are like, what, can we go back to bed now? What, yeah. what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I know. I'm not, I mean, I definitely, you know, I have a posture when I wake up. I'm like, oh, like everything. I know, hurts. yeah. It's like I feel I feel bent or something. Yeah, it does take a few minutes to kind of straighten yourself out. 
but man, it's the it's the knees for me because like I said, years of playing, you know, yeah, uh, goaltender. Uh, yeah, yeah. My my knees, certain things like just walking around is fine, but man, if I have to like get down on my knees and get back up, which is what I do on the ice, it's yeah, it's painful. <laughs> it's just that's just still and honestly, and I hate to say this because it sounds like an old man, but I'm still surprised by it. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're not we're not old. In fact, you and I aren't even quote unquote middle aged. Now there now don't get me wrong, there is are people in the Gen X generation who this is probably a lot worse for because they are officially middle age or whatever. You and I aren't even quite there yet. I don't think that starts till like 45, 46. Yeah, we're getting but there. The, but the point is is we're getting there. And it's such a weird thing to have to deal with. Cause I'm only I'm only into dealing with this for like a couple of years now. And it's still a weird thing for me to to deal with. Because yeah. I haven't been dealing with and it's just like a surprise every morning. I'm like why does everything hurt so? And then like a half hour, an hour goes by and it kind of disappears. But it's weird that it's there for like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, and you know what though, sadly, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, I, I I suspect that it will not. Yeah. Do you ever think to yourself, like when it's time to hang up your skates? You're, has that even crossed your mind yet? I mean, I'll tell you the thing has crossed my mind. That what has crossed my mind multiple times over the last few years is unfortunately is like, dropping divisions when i say that for people listening when i say that i mean going to a lower skill division yeah because it probably wouldn't i don't want to hang idea. my i don't want to hang my skates up but also i'm i'm at the point where i'm realizing that because i play in one of the upper divisions there's a there's like a tip-top division like the best players there's the second division which i play with and there's the third division that i play in and i i admit and i'm not hiding it from anybody on that team playing in that second division is getting tougher and tougher every year yeah, it might not be a bad idea for your, uh, for your uh, physical, what do you want to call it? Uh, <laughs> well, my my physical and mental well being. Yeah, exactly. You only, yeah. You can only have twenty five year old skate triangles around you until you're like, okay. Yeah, like I'm done. <laughs> like, oh, he's out in the ice. No, I don't want to go out right now. <laughs> Why don't you guys get him? I'll be up here by the net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, let's let's move on, Joe. Those those are actually really good. I enjoyed those. Uh, we'll have to revisit some more of those sometime. That was fun. Yes. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to, are we doing the weird news or our top tens? Well, why don't I tell you what, why don't we hit the weird news first? Cause I think we, you and I have some really, really good weird news, ziz, weird news stories this week. Yeah. And then we'll try to use the remainder of the time. We'll hit your top, we'll hit your top 10 list first. And then, and then if we need it, we'll hit mine. Yeah. Mine will go pretty fast. Okay. So, all right. Uh, do you want to go first with your first story? Well, do we have, should we play the official Weird News intro? Oh my God, see, I'm out of practice here. We, we haven't played it since last year. All right, here we go. From all across the world, there are stories to be told. The strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. It's time for the Weird News. Yes. Oh yeah. Indeed, it is. That feels good. <laughs> Again, we we ne- definitely need some more intros. We're working on people. We're working on them. Yeah, I just got to script out something for a couple of our segments. But uh, all right, yeah, I actually do want right. to get. I want to get uh, an intro for our top ten. Something fun. Yeah. But uh, all right. So do you want to jump to your first story, and then I'll do. Yes. Mine? I. <laughs> this is this is real. You can watch the video. An Alabama man stuck. In decorative urn mm-hmm. breaks his silence. So, so 
just to give everybody a real quick backstory on this, during a New Year's party, a new I think is a new yeah a New Year's holiday celebration, some guy was at a party, and you know as as the booze started a flowing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've all been he, there, done something stupid. People at the party started. There was this like, and I don't know if it was because it was like it's not exactly sure like where they were at, but wherever they were at. There was like all these decorations and large ornate objects. And one of the objects was this rather large. It's technically a vase. Yeah, it, it looks it's like a really vase. an urn. It's right. like a like a 30 gallon vase. Like it's kind of big. Yeah, this is a big vase. And and the people and people at the party, once, you know, once people got a little looser, mm-hmm. started getting in this giant vase. I have the audio for this, by the way. Good, perfect, <laughs> and they and they got out of it, right? Like so, mm. this guy is like, I want to do that too. Except whether I'm not sure if it's the shape of his body or the way he crawled into it and and got he got himself stuck. I didn't realize it. other people went in this thing. Yeah, so, so he wasn't the first well, one. Well, that's what that that's what he broke his silence about. Like that's what like he hadn't said anything because now this guy is unfortunately like the laughing stock of the internet right now. Okay. Yeah, Cause there the is problem. video for this too. That's the problem with today. Yeah. <laughs> when we were younger, you could do some dumb things and there was no evidence. Now and only your, only your friends would, would, would rip on you about it. Yeah. Or there was like a picture like from a, a disposable camera, you know, something like that. But now man, you do something dumb like this and it is everywhere. Like the whole everywhere. world knows about it. The world. Yep. <laughs> It's crazy. So here's the audio. Uh, I'm going to play this. Here. Okay. They're, I'm doing everything I fucking can. He's stuck. God damn it. <laughs> he's, uh, there's like, there's like 12 people around him as he's on the ground on his back with his big vase stuck on his whole midsection. And they're all <laughs> suggesting that he do something different. There's like somebody telling him to take off his pants. There's somebody telling him to take off his sweater. And he's like so irritated. He's like, I'm doing everything I effing can. <laughs> yeah, this one girl kind of like leans in like she's got the answer, like all you know, the, the correct advice for him. He's not taking it well. Let me see no. what, there's like 15 seconds left. Let me see what I'm saying. I took my belt off. There we go. I love the encouragement. I know. You got it, like Connor. You got it. She's just going to lean in and encourage him out of this, out of the vase, right? <sighs> I know. Poor Connor. <laughs> Does it say if he ever actually got out? Yeah, did, he did, is out. I guess later that night, somebody finally came along with a chisel and a hammer. Oh, they, and they broke just, it. Yeah, they just literally had to. So uh, uh, it's, this is this is the way it's described. Again, I'm I'm reading from I'm reading from the Daily Beast here, their article on it. Eventually, the crowd realized that they would have to bust him out of it, leading to a very nice person coming along to aid with his with his chisel. So he chiseled the vase in certain. I guess I don't know if it completely shattered, but they broke enough of it off that he was able to get was able to get out. And unfortunately, it gets even sadder, funnier, sadder, sadder, even with it chiseled mm-hmm. and broken in a bunch of places, which now makes it sharp. He had to still had to take his pants off to get out of the thing. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he wasn't like bare assed. 
<laughs> I I guess he said at this point. I think the way it's described here, I think he just kept like his his boxers on for the rest of the party, and then that was it. That's like, hilarious. That was the, that was that he partied it. the rest of the night. Yeah, he just owned it. Yeah. It's like where are your pants at over in that vase? <laughs> yeah, I guess because I guess they got ripped up pretty bad on the way out. Wow. So there you go. So do not. Gen extra advice today: Do not get in a decorative vase, even if it is like a 30 or 40 gallon vase. Yeah. That'd be embarrassing and kind of scary too. What if you got like a muscle cramp? That'd be bad, dude. Uh, it's just, it, you're, you're you laying in bed, you're laying in bed and get like a, like the hamstring cramp and you got like whip your leg straight up in the air. Like, Oh God, you ever do that? Oh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of like the first topic, yeah. things that you get in your things that you get in your forties and fifties now <laughs> that I didn't get when I was younger. Yeah. Leg cramps. cramps. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to move on to my story here. Now, okay. I will give you fair warning. Both of my stories, you're probably not going to love. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do this one, man. This one was all over the place. It was it was out of Pittsburgh. So, you know, real, oh, real close okay. to us. Okay, do it. Uh, the uh, It's on uh, newsnation.com. Uh, uh, the headline here is, uh, An expensive meal. Uh, Pennsylvania family dog eats $4,000 in cash off the counter. Oh. Oh yeah. Wait, it ate the money. Oh yeah, ate the money. Not something worth $4,000, literally $4,000. cash, yep, ate the cash. So it says a uh, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh couple says their uh, golden doodle named Cecil has never done anything bad in his life. But it seems that Cecil, Cecil has a pretty expensive taste considering he ate $4,000 in cash snatched off the couple's counter some people are probably wondering why they had four grand sitting on the counter they uh they had two it says uh uh law says the money the money was out on the counter to pay for a housing and landscaping project uh and this was the first time cecil pulled something off the counter yeah right come on Ugh. yeah that okay um here's where it gets bad oh no i see where this is going already so cecil ate all the cash tore it up and shredded it up puked a bunch of it up and also pooped a bunch of it out. So the, uh, the, the owners of the dog, they were, they, they picked through the vomit and picked through the poop, cleaned it all up and literally put together like this jigsaw puzzle of pieces of, of, of money. Right. Which you can do by the way. I mean, there's nothing illegal about that. Yeah. As of this article, they recovered uh, $3,550. Not bad. Not bad. And they, they did but, take it to the bank. And I think the bank did say at one point they had to clean it up a little bit better. Uh, but they were able to take it back. So Okay. The, okay. Yeah. I mean, the what, what an I awful just, thing to do. I know. <laughs> it's just, though, like the sinking. I can just, the, the sinking feeling that you would have when you realized that your dog ate the money. Like, because that's like a double whammy, because not only do you realize that you may be out, may be out $4,000, but also if you have any chance of getting it back, you're going to have to do what they did. Yeah, that's, that's my question was like, what would you do? What would you do, Joe? I, the, well, the very first thing that came to mind when you started reading that was that could, if it had happened to me, mm -hmm. could I get the money back by just unfortunately dealing with uh, yeah, the aftermath. Yeah, there'd be gloves and like it'd, it'd be bad. <clears throat> Excuse me, it'd be terrible. <clears throat> I would definitely. I mean, I would do it. I, I, you'd have to. 
You're just gonna, I mean, like, you're just gonna like like throw it in a bag and be like, well, there goes four grand. Like you're gonna make an effort to put that money back together. Four thousand dollars. It's not twenty, you know. Yeah, twenty bucks. I might be like twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah like whatever. Like I'm not gonna deal with that. <laughs> I mean, it's still twenty bucks, but I ain't getting my hands in that for twenty bucks. I, however, I think I got some of your, I got some of your, um, I don't know, it was sarcasm or something earlier where where they're like, oh, the dog's never done anything like this. I'm like, mm. come on. No dog, uh, no dog has ever taken something off the counter ever. Like, sure yeah. he has. Stop sticking up yeah. for the dog. Yeah, I mean, the dog, the dog probably takes things off the counter and eats things all the time, which is why it jumped. Why, which is why it probably thought the money was something edible, and it made a, and it made a mistake. Yeah, you wouldn't think it would take cash off the counter and eat it, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure if it does, if it did stuff in the past, it's probably just food. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, I feel bad for him. That they had to go through yeah, that. Yeah, I feel bad just, they made I'm, national news. I'm glad to hear that they got most of it back. I mean, yeah. that's that's tough to lose that much money, but to at least get you know 3,500 back. Okay, okay. At that point, you're looking at that going, that's mm, fine. Yeah, small loss for what happened. Yeah, so I ho- hopefully uh, Cecil is feeling better. Yeah, I, Cecil, don't stop eating money off the counter. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God! All right, what's your next story? I've got a kind of a weird business related one here. So this is gonna, we don't, I don't normally do a weird news like this, but once I started reading it, I was almost going to put this in like one of our notable news segments, but I, I, or not segments, but just bring it up as a notable thing that happened. But after Mm -hmm. I started reading it, I'm like, this has to go to weird news. Okay, here we go. eBay. Mm -hmm. We all know what eBay is, right? eBay hit with $3 million fine, which I mean, I don't know how much that is for them. Really? It could be like three bucks to them. It's a lot of money to you and me, but whatever. eBay hit with $3 million fine admits to terrorizing innocent people. What? I know, right? Like, that's what kind of caught my eye about this. I'm like, what is this about? So apparently, this in this event, this case finally got settled. It's been in the courts since, I think, 2019, 2020. Okay. I'm just going to read to you the, I'm just going to read to you the, 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 the press release from the Justice Department, but then I'm going to tell you, like, what happened. So today's settlement holds, and this, I'm reading this of Ars, uh, Ars Technica, which is a pretty pretty good tech site, you know, just for kind of reading stories like this. But mm-hmm. today's settlement holds eBay criminally and financially responsible for emotionally, psychologically, and physically terrorizing the publishers of an online newsletter, like just a, like an online publication, out of fear that the bad publicity would adversely impact the Fortune 500 company. Uh, Jody Cohen, the special agent in charge of the, you know, the FBI's division mm-hmm. of this investigation did. Okay. So, I mean, just in and of itself, like, I know that's kind of a blanket statement, but it really kind of piques the interest. Like, what would eBay do to emotionally, psychologically, and physically terrorize people who, who were just like, you know, like people will write an article like eBay sucks because of this, right? Or right. eBay did this, and I don't like that, right? Right. Hey, so so eBay this, takes 10% of my, of my profits. <laughs> it started when then-CEO Devin Wenig... Actually, I take that back, the, eBay. I take that back, eBay. I didn't mean that. Yeah, please, please don't come to my house. You can have 10%. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is get, this is where it gets into weird news and kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So it started when the CEO Devin Wenig, W-E-N-I-G, this is all in the article. Like We can use people's names. It's all spelled out there. Mm-hmm. Wenig, and, and, then, and then Chief Communications Officer Stephen Weimer decided to, quote-unquote, take down... 
the Steiners, after growing frustrated with their coverage of eBay in a newsletter that they write called E-Commerce Bites. And actually, I have seen E-Commerce Bites before. I don't really read it or anything, but I know of it. Um, and they, they, this is like 2019. They decided to take them down. So, and so what they, what they got charged with, like taking down and the six co-conspirators who are participated in this, put the victims through pure hell, said the acting attorney. Here we go. So yeah, the so former what eBay, this is, this this is, is fascinating. A, yeah. I know the former eBay employees turned the Steiner's world upside down through a never ending nightmare of menacing and criminal acts, including sending, so and sending anonymous and disturbing deliveries such as a book on surviving the death of a spouse, a bloody pig mask, a fetal pig, and a funeral wreath with live insects in it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. eBay, shame on you. <laughs> I, this, is, this is wild. Wow. I, at what point <laughs> I'm like, you... I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's so oh, mean. I... Like, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. And then the intimidation also included publishing a series of Craigslist posts, hey, Craigslist game, mm -hmm. Craigslist posts inviting the public for sexual encounters at the victim's home. What are they doing, so, man? Like, this is absurd. This is a Fortune 500 company playing these mental games, like harassing uh, yeah. somebody who has an opinion, a negative opinion on their company. I think they're doing uh, just fine. Why would you even do this? Like, this is worse. Just absolutely unbelievable like you have to wonder what the mental state of these of 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 the people perpetrating this crime were in the 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 repercussions of what they did are going to be way worse than yeah. whatever that company was saying about them like and, and and they don't work there anymore probably i think once this was uncovered, I think they either were quit or fired. Oh, so, this, so you, okay. So I guess in my mind, I'm like, I'm envisioning like, uh, like they're they're in this like you know room, and you know someone's like reporting like the CEO of, of eBay, and they're like, hey, these people are saying some bad stuff. And he's just like standing there like all like all ominous looking, and he's like, well, take but care that is how it happened. Take care what of you, it. <laughs> no, what you described is exactly what happened. They just oh. don't work there now. Oh, so. Do you think it was like, was it the actual like CEO of the company or was it like somebody in charge of like public yeah. relations or something? No, or? they were named. They, the, C, the CEO, them and six other co-conspirators who harassed this, this couple were the named defendants so, as long and eBay. eBay was also a defendant in the case. So it wasn't just like a, a rogue couple employees that decided to do this. No, it, it, it came from the, the top. It was the company. Wow. Wow. eBay. I, I've wow. used eBay. I've purchased things from eBay. Well, how do you I feel about no them now? <laughs> I, well, I will. Okay. So they're not there anymore. They haven't been there for some time after this was uncovered. Um, so all seven former eBay employees have been convicted on, fel on felony charges. The DOJ said as the ringleader, uh, apparently this person, I, I don't know who this person is. Bob was seven sentenced to 57 months in federal prison. Wow. Others have received prison sentences between 12 and 24 months. Two former employees were sentenced to a year of home confinement. One co-conspirator has pleaded guilty and still awaiting sentencing. I mean, this thing went up and down the chain from the CEO down to the people who, who acted on it and were acting as like the leaders of this, of this basically harass, like this horrific harassment of, of people who just were like, 
hey, eBay sucks. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to have that opinion. I don't. I don't know what I think about them now. I mean, I they're not uh, there. Uh, yeah, I mean, right. So yeah, if they're gone and, and the company got rid of them, uh, yeah, it's fine. I'll still shop at eBay. Like, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah I'm glad. I'm glad they they got you know justice was served. <laughs> and 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 because of this prosecution too. I mean, eBay has already like you know they've you know sworn by the testimony that you know, by their own testimony that like nothing like this will ever happen again and that they have to remain fully compliant with the agreement that they've signed in, in cooperation with DOJ for like another three years, you know? Um, and if they do, so here's the thing, I guess it says here, if eBay cooperates for like another full three years and is basically super transparent about their policies and stuff like that, the DOJ is actually going to dismiss the criminal, um, the criminal charges against eBay themselves, right. but eBay has to cooperate with the DOJ for like three years oh, to I'm get sure a draw. Will. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Good story. Good find. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. So yeah, don't, uh, don't abandon eBay. It wasn't necessarily their fault per se. <laughs> right. I know. It's like, what a story though. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty crazy, dude. Uh, let's see. All right. So I'm going to jump into my last story here and then we'll do our, our top tens. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I, won't, I think I'm going to do this one. All right. So uh, this one uh, comes from our our favorite place, Joe, and Florida. Yeah, from Florida. This is from uh, n nc lex quiz dot com slash. So okay. I, don't, I don't know what kind of site this is, but anyway, uh, it says a Florida man dies in a meth lab. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, in, in a meth lab explosion after lighting his fart on fire. This is so Florida. <laughs> this so, is I, so. Florida. Oh, dude, the guy's picture. This is so Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida, 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 Florida. Uh, says a, a, a 37-year-old man. Uh, now, okay, before I jump into all this, the reason I actually wanted to read this was not not so much because of the uh, the headline. I mean, it caught my attention. But it was the the man's wife and what she was and what she was saying afterwards. Oh is, boy. Is hilarious. All right, so. Uh, a 37-year-old man uh, is found dead after his trailer. His trailer home was uh, devastated, destroyed, exploded uh, in a meth lab explosion caused by him lighting, quote-unquote, blue angels to amuse his wife. Uh, the, man, uh, the man's wife was, was found laying naked on the couple's front yard, reportedly still laughing. Uh, what? And then, quote from her wife, uh, a blue angel is when you put a lighter up to your butt and fart and make it catch fire. Uh, it's funny as uh, explicit. Yeah. Uh, explain the man's wife, uh, who claimed to be an expert on the subject. Uh, wife says again, uh, normally we go to Del Taco because, they're, because of their 59-cent tacos. But we made some extra cash this week, so we went to Chipotle. The uh, the flatulence that you get from there could fill a gas chamber. This is all this is all her words. Um, I know this is a horrible story. <laughs> she's just given. She's given quite the interview. She really at is. This point, like it's her husband just died in a meth lab, and she's she's, and she's talking about about it about the farts you get from Chipotle. Like, what are you doing? Like, she's insane. Uh, it says I I know I know he's looking up from hell, laughing his uh, ass off. As oh my God, okay, so smiling. Oh, oh, as as she's smiling through blackened teeth. <laughs> oh, apparently caused by the fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not from the fire, people. 
I, it might have something to do with something the meth. they were making. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So let's see. Oh, and then uh, it says, uh, the woman plans on suing Chipotle, uh, which Chipotle failed to address. That the Apparently, they, they failed to address the peppers that they were using cause, cause a higher rate of uh, methane in human flatulence. Uh, she offered a oh. statement, quote, I'm not okay. I'm not mad about my husband dying. Uh, I just got my eyebrows did. Now they're gone. <laughs> this is I just this is unbelievable, Florida. <laughs> like know. everything about this story, like I expected to hear, but also at the same time, it just <laughs> it just makes me believe that Florida is its own special place. It really that, is. That I'm not sure if it actually exists or not. I this <laughs> might all be some type of fairy tale. Oh my God! Dude. I know, like you, Florida? it sounds made up. Yeah, it's it's unreal. I, it's uh, just unreal. It is. <laughs> I know how much you love those uh, segments. I find so I apologize. <laughs> I mean, at least at least it was like in regards to something that you know was a I don't know was a, was a really strange, tragic, but really strange and wild event, right? I mean, it's just it's just so Florida. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't you almost can't write that, dude. Like that's that's real life, dude. That's crazy. So, all right, let's see here. So that was the end of our, our weird news segment. So we're going we're gonna to move on to our last bit, Joe, which is the uh, top 10 list. Top, top lists, top 10 lists. Yeah, so we don't have an intro for this yet, so I apologize. Uh, but my, my top 10 list was inspired by an article I found, which could have okay. easily made the, the weird news or the news. Okay. Uh, but I figured I would use this to kind of segue into my list. So the... Uh, uh, what's it called here? This was on uh, on Wayne.com. Uh, it says here, uh, Harry, now I'm going to pronounce this and then spell it for you. Okay. Uh, Harry Balls' name uh, earns national and international attention. Balls okay. spelled B-A-A-L-S. B-A-A-L-S. Correct. Okay. All right. But it's pronounced balls. So here we go. I'm going to play the clip. And then I'll get into my top 10 list. So here right, we go. Shoot. Name anyway. Well, in this case, a lot of laughs and worldwide attention. Some people here want the new government center to be named after longtime Fort Wayne Mayor Harry Balls. The city says no way. But as News Channel 15's Chris Hopper found out today, whether the name is on the building or not, the jokes are still coming. Yeah, Heather, there are nearly 20,000 votes for the Harry Balls Government Center. You can figure out why that's funny to people. And Fort Wayne doesn't want to be the target of late-night TV jokes, but it looks like it's too late for that. An absolutely outrageous story from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Let me tell you what's happening in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They're having a little bit of a dilemma. There's a guy who used to be the mayor of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh-huh. And his name is Harry Balls. ABC Morning News. <laughs> that's enough. So you, know, you can just like you can just go clip after clip of, oh, of people reviewing. There's the like two more he, minutes of that. <laughs> so did I, so I'm assuming did the mayor like win the voting for to have what what were they trying to name after the mayor? Uh, like a, a a government building. So the okay. uh, the pro, like he he passed away in like 1954. Uh, oh, okay. So it's been quite a while. Yeah, but he was mayor for like quite some time. Like they, they were taking like a, a poll on on the name. Yeah, and the the Harry Balls Government Center, where was whatever supposed to be called, yeah. was was in quite the lead for the polls. <laughs> I think you have to. 
but the city officials are saying like, there's no way we're going to do this. Cause we're not going to be like the butt of everybody's jokes, you know, having <laughs> like the, the Harry well, balls for, government. That's, center. Un, that's unfair. It is unfair. unfair to Harry. It is okay? unfair. Like I think it should totally be named that. <laughs> It's really and you know what? Just to Harry. Let him have it, man. Like it's just for fun, right? Yeah, you know he. I, I think they should go with it, but I. But I know your. I know your top ten list will probably be, be even better. Yeah. Well. Okay. So he. So again, inspired by this. Uh, this article I saw about. Uh, about that man, uh, I thought you know that's a really unfortunate name to have. What like what what were his parents thinking when they decided to name him Harry? I don't know. I mean, maybe it wasn't a joke back then. You don't. I think that. I think that goes back as far back as you can even imagine. You can right, right. If you can imagine back that far, it probably goes that far. Yeah. So, so what I thought would be a fun, uh, a fun list to find was uh, other really unfortunate names. So, all right. I like this already. I found some. So the uh, and, and it's it's not the name itself. It's the combination of names or the combination of initials and names, stuff like that. Right. Uh, I did exclude like Chinese names because those are like too easy. Cause there's always something like Wang or Wong, you know, something like that. I mean, yeah, it's like, that's just it, it, yeah, like it's long, just so, long dong, you know, like they're, yeah, it's just because, so low. It's just so low tier at this point. It right? is. And because like, like it's funny to us, but, but they didn't well, yeah. really know better. I mean, there, and there's, and there's nothing, I mean, the context of that, of that name and it's, and it's language is not what we think, right. Exactly what you said. It's not what, it's not funny in the, in the actual original context. Yeah. So I, like I said, I exclude all the uh, foreign names. Uh, so I only went with ones where I assumed that whoever gave them this name should have known better. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So the first one is, uh, it's a picture of a kid, uh, at his graduation and it gives you your first initial last name. Um, his name, uh, it's P dot enus <laughs> oh oh wow okay yeah so that's that's not good um maybe maybe a pat enus perhaps could be or, a, uh, yeah uh, uh paul enus paul paul enus yeah mm -hmm. right yeah all right so here's a uh here's another one here it's uh for sale it's a uh, real estate uh uh agent got his name on a uh, a house for sale and it says uh call jolly mangina <laughs> Wait, his name is Jolly. Jolly, okay. Last, Last name, name Mangina. Mangina. Okay, I mean that's that's All a right. rough one, anyways. The last name, Dave. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> no, I just, I'm not sure what you're getting at. Uh, the next one I found was uh, these are just some of these are more unfortunate. Sure. Yeah. Last yeah. names even too. Uh, but this one is uh, Steve Sharts. <laughs> God. <laughs> Poor guy. Imagine growing up with some of these names in school. Yeah. Uh, next one, uh, this guy was on the news. They have his name on the news. And I'm wondering about, I was curious about this. You think he gave this name to the news as a joke? Just to be funny? Yeah. His name is Mike Literus. Oh. I'm thinking. I I feel like that one he might have done on purpose and gave him a fake uh, name. Yeah, I'm... I'm not so certain that that wasn't just given to the to the to the news agency to 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 get them to put it up on the screen. Yeah, I think people do that a lot though. They'll try and they'll try and sneak a name in. Um, I've seen I've seen yeah. videos of this where like a, a news anchor would be like, "Oh, happy birthday to uh, uh, you know like Hugh G you know Erection you know something like that," and they, and they they just say it but they don't they don't hear it. Right, uh, and they just continue on with the like, newscast, and everyone yeah. else is like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, dude, I saw this one where." Uh, uh, this this plane 
Oh my God. I wish I could find that, but this, this plane crash and it's like the, the four victims of the plane crash were, uh, um, like, uh, they, they were all like Chinese names. They're like, like, uh, oop. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like, oop, we, oop, we fallen or something like, like they, they made up like a bunch of fake names. They're, they're hilarious. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, another one I found was, uh, Dr. Farts, F-A-A-R-T-Z. <laughs> Come it's on. just it's just it's kind of it's kind of amusing but at the same time it's like ah oh, that would be so God. bad dude like just having literally like my mind goes to like like junior high uh you know and whenever someone asks your name and you have to say like my name's like bob well do you think he tries to yeah. pronounce it differently like fox well yeah he puts up he makes it a longer a sound yeah, yeah fox uh, yeah, and if, and if he is a doctor, then that just makes it even harder because, you know, obviously the reference there out of respect is always doctor something. Yeah. So it's, you have to constantly say it that way. Oh, God. Coming over like the loudspeaker in the hospital. <laughs> code blue, Dr. Farts, code blue. Uh, calling Dr. Farts, Dr. Farts, the emergency room. <laughs> it's almost like a South Park skit <laughs> at that point. It is. Oh, my God. I got a couple more here. Um, this one is a gentleman named uh, Cash. K-A-S-H. Last okay. name, register. <laughs> <laughs> Cash register. All right, that was done on purpose. Someone did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> whether, um, whether whether it was fake or not, someone did that on purpose. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, this is a judge on the news. Got his name right here. It says uh, Judge Willie Stroker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why can I see that one being real? <laughs> I, I think it is. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Um this one I think is a stretch because I think they're just implying the long O here. It's uh okay. serious Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what I yeah. see what you're getting at though. It just it okay. looks funny. But I think it's Bonner. Serious Bon CS serious Bonner. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. If you say it with an accent, it might sound legit. Oh, serious Bonner. Yeah. Oh, he's got a serious Bonner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He has right, yeah. Uh, uh, initials or last name? Last name is Worthy. Okay. Okay. First name I'm assuming is like Bobby Joe, so its initials are B J. Worthy. Oh, I know. Okay. Why? Well, no, it's just like, and it's, it's not a, it's not another real estate thing. Like, if you have the initials B J, and your last name is Worthy, don't ever put your initials on something. Yeah, just or or B. Just be worthy. Yeah, just yeah. Leave out the second letter, you know, whatever you have to. But my God, how do they? How do they not know that? How do they not see it? I I just feel I feel bad, for folks, where people their parents thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's my list. Um, <laughs> it it was well, funny. It was funnier in my head. That's no, that's that's a heck of a list, man. I mean, dude, there were so I, many more. There was like a, like I said, there it was a list of like a hundred and fifty names, and I it just, just went, keeps going and going. It does, but a lot of them I said were like like Chinese, you know, Chinese. Yeah, names, like and that's that, but... just so. I mean, that's like I said, I just don't think that's. It's just not worth the time poking fun of. It's just no. you know what I mean. It's so overdone, and it's not funny in the native context. <clears throat> right. It's just yeah. It's not their fault. It's funny in our language. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, did you want to do anything off of your list? Well, I have. Well, what? How much time do we got? We got enough time. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I have, we did this once last year. I brought it back for this year. We're doing the best-selling, 
and I'm going to skip through it. I'm going to make it interesting, but we're going to do it in the best-selling cars slash vehicles of 2023. And I'm there's there's some surprises on the list, and and I can attest to some of these surprises. But I but I'm most interested in starting with the first three, actually, number one and number two and number three. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, I don't want I don't want to start on the bestseller. Well, I okay. So I'll tell you what, we'll we'll save the best. We'll save the best for last. Yeah. Or actually, I'm saving the top three for last okay. for a very specific reason because, uh, well, I'll explain when I get there. Right. So this is best-selling cars, and I, I believe this is, I do believe this is the United States. So what yes, we, this is U.S. auto sales. Yeah, start at number 10, go all the way to number seven. We'll just go through these ones, and then we'll discuss the top three. Okay. So I do want to throw a couple of the higher rankings. So I know we call it like the top 10 list. But there's like it actually goes with the 25, so I'm gonna throw some honorable mentions out there. It's probably not a big surprise that Subarus end up above the top 10 list. Mm -hmm. Like the Subaru Crosstrek, the Outback, and, and and all of their various models in between, like the Forester, end up on this list every year, right? Because they're so practical, and I and I love a Subaru, so I'm I'm right there with them. Like they they almost always end up on like the tail. They're never in like the top 10. But Subarus are always like in like right after the top 10. And I just want to throw that honorable mention out there because, well, a Subaru is a good all-weather vehicle. It is. Yeah. Very reliable cars. Built like a and tank. Just, they are. that You can just drive the hell out of them. And just so you know, the Ford Exploder did come in at number 18. Okay. All right. I mean, I, so mine's, mine's 10 years old now. I'm still still driving it. That's right. And it did, it did not explode. It hasn't exploded yet. <laughs> so here we go. Let's get up to... Let's get up to number 10. Um, kind of a boring one at number 10. I see these everywhere, and they, I'm not this type of person. The Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Jeeps, but I get it. At 200, at about 245,000 units sold, Jeep Cherokee. Okay, cool. I get it. Number nine kind of surprised me. The Nissan Rogue. Those are nice cars. They are nice. I just didn't realize it was this well-selling. Yeah, we actually we were looking at maybe getting one of those actually. The Rogue, it's a, it's not a bad car. Two hundred and seventy one thousand units sold in the United States, so definitely more popular than I thought. Okay, nah, not are bad. you ready? You ready for the snooze fest that is number eight? Yeah, even though it's super reliable car, and there's a reason for it to be here. Toyota the Camry. Toyota Camry. I knew it. <laughs> you knew it. I heard you start to call it out before I finished it. Yeah, that's a good car, man. Good reliable automobile. We so this is kind of funny what Car and Driver says too. They says we think hell will freeze over before the Toyota Camry relinquishes its spot as the best-selling non-SUV in the country. Its sales declined two percent compared to 2022, but it maintained its place and even to pass the Nissan Rogue. I guess before the Rogue was slightly above it, but yeah, yeah. the Camry. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. What's number? Uh, what's right. number seven? Seven's a GMC Sierra. It's like, you know, it's a truck. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a truck like a truck is. Number six is the Honda CRV. See those everywhere. Yeah, CRV, see it everywhere. They are everywhere. Six, 361 approximately 1,000 units sold. Number five, get ready for this. This is, this is the official declaration that this age is here to stay. Number five is the Tesla Model Y. Really? At, yeah, at almost 386,000 units. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. It, yeah. It finished only behind, which is number four, which is the Rav Four, in terms of, um, in terms of 
just in terms of like raw numbers, which I, okay, even here in Erie where we get, you know, a lot of inclement weather, yeah, which it shouldn't really, which I said shouldn't really deter people from buying it anyway. I do see a lot of Model Ys in town, so it's here to stay. Yeah, we don't have many Teslas in this area. <laughs> Not where you're at. I yeah. mean, no. it's a little bit, the infrastructure doesn't really support you as well where you're at. No, and, you know, a lot, there's a lot of hills around here and, you know, back roads and, and stuff like that. So you see a lot more, you know, like trucks and SUVs around here. Number four in the United States is still the Toyota RAV4. So it retained its crown as the best-selling SUV in America once again. You know, and I always forget that the RAV4 is this popular. And I know, I know there, I know there's a ton of them, but like it never comes to my mind that like the Rav Four is this popular. And it finished with, with almost three hundred, or sorry, four hundred and thirty-five thousand units sold. Wow. Yeah. All right, here we go. Top, right. top three, Joe. What are the top three, three selling cars? The only thing that I want to mention before I say these three mm -hmm. is that nothing really delivers freedom, and democracy, like these top three, like these top three picks. Like a Chevy, in the United, Chevy truck. Here we go. Top, the top three picks in the United States for most selling vehicles. Number three is the Ram, the ah, Ram yeah. pickup. Okay. Number two is the Chevy Silverado. Uh-huh. And number one for like the for like the 80th year in a row is the Ford F series. Okay. All right. It never fails in this country, which hey, I think is fine. I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just that when I think of America, I think of numbers one, two, and three. Yeah, trucks. <laughs> That's crazy to me that the top-selling vehicles in 2023 were were all trucks. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the 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 number one, the Ford F series sold almost 751,000 units last year. Dude, those are not cheap vehicles either. No, they're not. In fact, a good portion of them were even the electric version. Oh, well, yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to look up right now. Let's see. Ford F-150. There you go. Ford F-150. Yeah. Um, here we go. Build. Okay, here we go. Here's one. All right, so this is Ford F-150. 2024. That's Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. Here we go. Ford. Oh, Jesus. All right. All right, so the uh, the Ford F-150, this is the... Uh, the uh, Lightning is that a is that the lightning is the lightning is the electric one. Okay, that's fifty four thousand dollars for the electric one. Uh, the Ford F two fifty forty five thousand dollars. Just is that the, is that the the, the, gas normal, model, the quote unquote yeah. gas engine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Toyota Toyota uh, was Toyota on there? No, the Ram was. Here's the uh, the the Ram uh, uh, fifteen hundred. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's not bad. Forty thousand dollars. I mean, it's 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 more expensive than your typical sedan, but it's still like that's not shocking, I guess. Yeah, that's not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm, I was thinking like more of these trucks were going to be like like sixty sixty five thousand dollars. Well, I think they can get up there though. I think if you start throwing options and stuff on them, I think they ramp up quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, four. I'm seeing yeah, forty seven thousand. Uh, yeah, forty eight thousand. Okay, so oh, these are all used too, but yeah, still. <clears throat> I guess uh, I guess they're they're not as as expensive as I thought. Even the base, you know, the base price. Right, right. But still, though, trucks. <laughs> it's 
it's the, what's so wild about this list is not so much that like that that the Ford. I knew the Ford was was popular, but the fact that it goes Ford F Series, Chevy Silverado, and then the Ram. It just goes to show you that anybody who could buy a vehicle in the United States, there's a significant chance that they're going to get a truck when they go to buy something. I mean, they are handy, but all those uh, all those people that own those trucks, uh, all the people that they're friends with that don't have trucks. Yeah, they all want. They all want to use your truck. <laughs> yeah, right. So you buy so. Hey, I admit we are not a truck house, but we're a Subaru. We have a, we have two Subarus in the house. What's also super interesting about this list is that once again in the United States, there's only two what you would actually call a car on here, sedans. The t the Tesla Model Y, which is actually a pretty big vehicle mm -hmm. like overall, and the Camry. Everything else on this list is either a truck or an SUV. I think, people just, I think people just want bigger cars. They do. I mean, that's just the culture in the United States is that big cars, big trucks, you know, well, they're big. more comfortable. You and you could put more stuff in them. You can, yeah. Like I don't like driving sedans. Like I, I'm six foot two. Like so, none of them really fit me well. Yeah, I can't really imagine you squeezing into like no, no. So that's why I like to have SUVs. Yeah, I I don't blame you, man. I get it. Yeah, I'm surprised we never actually bought a truck. Maybe maybe it's in our future. We'll see. Uh oh, <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna end up with number one, two, or three on this list. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> No, okay, so what what do you think? Would you go with the Ram, the Chevy, or the Ford? Which one are you going with? Mm, I think I'd probably go with the Ford because I think after like, I think it was like after like 2015 or 16 or something like that, uh, all the F-150s went with like a, an aluminum body. Okay. So they won't rust, uh, which is oh. great. Yeah. So that was which like is a- great in, Which is great in Northwest PA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a big problem with, with a lot of vehicles around here is they'll rust out. So- Yep. Uh, yeah, having an aluminum body would be fantastic. Well, then then there you have it, everybody. There you Dave, have it. <laughs> Dave would buy the Ford. Yes, he's I going would. With the, he's going with the F-150. All right. Well, I'm sure people are tired of hearing us talking about vehicles, so let's, uh, let's wrap this show up. So, guys, right. thank you all for tuning in for another one. We'll see you next Monday. Talk to you next time. <laughs>